This is the Mighty T, and today we have a very special guest with us from the football club, Taylor Adams. Taylor, how are you doing today, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, Teddy. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Just excited to get this opportunity and uh, really appreciative that the club and yourself have been able to arrange this and, you know, uh, having a bit of a check, getting a bit of an insight into into Clubland. So thanks so much for joining us today. No, nah, no problem at all. I want to go back about uh, 18 months to when you initially joined the club. Um, fairly young guy, obviously, you know, making the switch from the Giants over to Collingwood. What was that like as a process for you? I mean, is it, it must be it must be challenging to leave the guys that you've been drafted with and all that to come back. But what, how did you find that whole process? Yeah. Um... Originally, the decision to, first of all, have a look um, at other Melbourne clubs and um, in particular Collingwood, and um, that, was, that was tough in itself, um, deciding to even do that. Uh, and then the final decision, I guess, of, of yeah, saying to the Giants that I did want to trade and I did want to leave all, all my friends up there and um, all the staff members that had put so much time and effort into my development. It was tough, but... In saying that, I knew that a new start would have been good for me and um, the chance to, to play at Collingwood came up. And you know, luckily enough, the, the trade got done. You know, probably, it probably took longer than we originally thought, but um, got done and you know, it was, was well and truly over the top, um, over the moon for that to happen. So now the process in itself isn't too bad. You don't, you don't do a lot of things. You just sort of meet the clubs and um, your manager does, does most of the talking. You know, the opportunity to, to sit down with, with Bucks and go through what the club was about was a real thrill. Yeah, terrific, terrific. And, and look, we're obviously we're obviously very glad to have you across. What was it that actually made the decision to come to, to Collingwood in particular easy for you? I mean, there's, there's a much storied relationship or, you know, talked about relationship between yourself and Bucks. Um, was that a main contributing factor? Yeah, it certainly was. Um, yeah, Bucks, Bucks coached me at under-16 level when I was playing for the country. And I guess sort of found out what he was all about uh, in terms of his coaching and even just the way that he went about his life. And I, I really took a liking to, to that. And I, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have said the decision to come to Collingwood was easy. It was um, probably between Geelong and Collingwood. I was a Geelong boy growing up and mum and dad are still down there. So they put a pretty hard to resist presentation together when I went down and met with them. And I guess the, the fact that they had a prior relationship with Bucks was, was certainly one of the main contributors to me choosing Collingwood and for the deal being done. Yeah, it's very, it's, uh, it's, it's, as I said before, it's obviously very great to have you on board. Out of curiosity, because the time that you joined the club, there was a lot of media speculation. I don't know how much players actually buy into media speculation, but a lot of a lot of rumours and innuendo about destabilisation and the club not being in, in the right place and the players and all that, not, not being in, in line with the values that the coaching staff were espousing. At this point in time, how do you see, over the last year and a half, how, how do you see the club at the moment? Has it really changed since you've walked in or has it always been a fairly um, fairly strong environment? Well, yeah, I, can't, I guess I can't comment on what the club was like before I got there, obviously, but um, since being here, the environment's been, it's been outstanding. The way that, uh, I guess, the players value each other and value the coaching staff and value the history and you know all the work that's gone into the club to make what it is today, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really strong respect that the players have for the footy club and... Um, I think most importantly for each, for each other. So at the moment, we're playing some good footy and I guess, you know, part of that's the game plan, part of that's personnel, but a lot of that's the way that our culture is off the field. And I'd go as far as saying it's probably, as, I've heard people say it's as strong as it's been since the 2010 um, grand final. And so um, interesting over the last 18 months, you know, we've certainly come a long way in terms of our leadership 
and I guess the amount of blokes that are really buying into that and it's been a, yeah it's probably been one of the main reasons we're playing such good footy. No, it's certainly good to hear. Uh, what have been some of the main challenges you've had since moving back from from Sydney into Melbourne? I mean, you were a Geelong boy growing up, so Melbourne's got a bit more of a public eye on it. Collingwood's the biggest brand in the country. What's it been like being a bit more recognisable and playing for such a, a recognisable club? Yeah, that's probably been the main difference, really, playing for such, a, for such a big club that always has a microscope on it. You know, we, the, the good thing is we get to play in, in front of big crowds and uh, play playing big matches like Anzac Day and, and, and Queen's Birthday. So uh, it certainly it certainly evens it out. The, the publicity, you know, we, we love having a big supporter base, um, love all our fans, love when they come to family days, when they come to trainings, and especially when they come to games. And I guess the only, the only negative is the amount of scrutiny the club comes under and not so much personally, but for you know some of the the bigger names at the footy club, they certainly come under a lot of scrutiny, and at times they're very unwarranted. But you know that's just what happens at, at big footy clubs like Collingwood, and you know being an AFL player, you can sort of come to live with that. Definitely part and parcel with uh, with with the lifestyle. Uh, I wanted to ask you a, a footy related question for a bit because we talk about playing in front of the the big crowds and and being involved in big games from an outsider's perspective. It seems like momentum currently is such a big thing in football. And there have been games like the North Melbourne game where we've had it all in our favour for a period of time and all against us for another. Give us a picture of what it's like on the field, like in your mind when the momentum and everything's going against you as opposed to as a contrast to when it's going for you. What's the body language? What's the discussion like on field? I guess the the two comparisons that probably work really well um, hand-in-hand this year are the probably the first quarter against Geelong and the, the third, third quarter against um, North Melbourne where we're able to get on top and, and play some really impressive footy. But for, I'll start with Geelong, I guess. They just smacked us around the contest and it's almost like they're just getting their hands on the ball and um, no matter what you try to do, uh, you just can't stop or, or arrest their momentum. You know, When the crowd gets involved, you certainly do notice it. And, um, you know, lucky for us, we've got such a big supporter base, so... Once we got on a roll against North Melbourne, um, I just didn't feel like it was going to stop. It was sort of, I can imagine imagine them thinking like they were chasing chasing their opponents around a fair bit and um, not getting their hands on the ball. Lot. So it, it, it's something we've certainly focused on this year because early, early on in the, um, the first half of the year, we we certainly were on the end of some serious momentum swings and um, it ended up costing us probably the Richmond game and, and the Geelong game. So um, something that we needed to address early on and. I think since the GWS game, we, we've sort of done that and played pretty much eight, eight quarters of pretty consistent footy since then. It's interesting, yeah, because football's, football's played at such a pace where a 30-point margin isn't really the margin it used to be. So those momentum swings can have a, a big impact on a game, can't they? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think teams are scoring quicker than they ever have uh, nowadays when they, when they need to. So, And on the flip side, I guess, teams are able to lock the, lock the game down um, with the the use of their ball movement by, you know, just making it very stagnant and, and you know, opting out of risky kicks and, um, I guess, not overusing handball and that sort of thing. So, you know, there's, there's always the option to put one behind the ball and that sort of thing. But um, I think teams nowadays starting to use the ball movement uh, when they have the ball um, as, a, mm. as a way of halting momentum. Out of curiosity, how do you go about preparing for a game throughout the week? So let's say we've got Hawthorne on Friday. What what does your schedule entail? What sort of things do you get up to? Yeah, so Monday is just a uh, purely recovery and um, review day. So we'll you know review our game against Fremantle. Um, so that happened yesterday. Today 
we play on a Friday, we get um, the Tuesday off. So today, usually I'd have, I'd have uni, um, which at the moment it's uni holiday, so um, not a lot really. I've got a, I've got a pet pet dog that I spend a fair bit of time with. Um, Wednesday will be our main session um, and main day, so we'll get into the club around 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning and get ready for training with a few meetings, um, going through the opposition analysis. Um, we'll get it out on the track about 10.30 and uh, train for maybe an hour and a half, about that. Um, focusing on things we want to take into the game against our opposition that week. And after that, we'll recover, have some lunch and jump into some weights. Pretty much rounds off the main day. Um, Thursday will be a half day, so it's it's pretty much just preparing for the game. It's, it's your players' own preparation. So guys come in and do sort of what they need to do. We have a light run around outside, um, a couple of meetings going through the way we want to play and um, going to the team that we've selected. Uh, and, and then, you know, final, final touch-ups in your line your line groups. And then Friday, yeah, you sort of, I guess everyone's different, but my routine sort of just go out for breakfast in the morning and, and take it pretty easy. And um, if we're playing at night, I'll have, a, I'll have a nap during the day so that I'm ready to go um, come 7 o'clock. Sounds like not a bad little week. Interesting little one-two punch last uh, Thursday, this Friday, Freo and Hawthorne, two bona fide premiership contenders. Hawthorne have had the wood on us since 2011 and even slightly before that. Does that have an impact? I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have an impact, I imagine, at Clubland, but how does that affect the preparation for dealing with the opponent this week? Does it come, do, do past results come into consideration or past game plans or is it just take them as they are now? Um, that's probably a good question you have to ask the coaching staff, to be honest. As players, I don't think it really goes through our heads. Um, I certainly wouldn't be able to tell you the last five results against against the Hawks, so I'd say no to that. Um, although, I know there's, there's probably things that has worked against other teams that we might use or, um, you know, why the other opposition teams have played against Hawthorne that we might um, not, not replicate, but maybe just... You know, take a few little pointers out of. Um, but every team's different. We like to play our own brand of footy, and, and we believe that if we play it right, we can stack up against most teams. So you try not to change t- too much. Um, mm. But you know, they've they got some really, really good players, and um, we're certainly going to have to find some good matchups for them. We'll steer away from the footy stuff. It's been it's been a good chat on that regard. Let's get some, a bit more of the fun stuff at the club. Who are the guys that you spend most of your time with? Who are the who are your best mates at the club? Our best mates at the club. Uh, probably Ben Kennedy, um, Alexis Solo, Jackson Ramsey, Adam Oxley. Um, yeah, so we we all um, like to hang out on our, on our days off, or when we get a chance to go have a coffee, it's certainly the group that I hang out with. Ah, fantastic. We've we've developed a sort of a, a an affinity on the on the Collingwood Forum or a fascination with one of the rookies, uh, Brendan Abbott. Um, and we've yep. actually taken to naming him uh, the Big Show. Is he, I'm curious if he's aware of this uh, this mystique that he's built up uh, from the from the fan section. Uh, um, I don't think he is. Brendan is a different bloke. Um, loves an Instagram post. <laughs> um, I, I, I couldn't tell you if he if he knows knows about being the Big Show. Um, I can certainly tell him for you if you'd like. <laughs> please do, please do. Out of curiosity, I mean, you've you've obviously played elite football your whole life, um, and you've had the opportunity to be around a lot of uh, very talented young players. Who are some of the really talented young guys that we should be looking out for in the back half of the year uh, to really make a name for themselves? Well, obviously Jordan Adele is starting to play some good footy. He's he's going to be he's going to be a star in, in the future. Um, Braden Maynard's playing some good footy in, in the VFL. Darcy Moore is 
getting closer to a debut, I would have thought. Um, and if I could get, get Levi Greenwood back. Ben Kennedy's playing good footy. Just, you know, a bit unfortunate about selection the last couple of weeks. Um, Nathan Freeman's still coming off his injury. He's, he's hammy tendon, so um, he, he starts training this week, I think. So that that'll be good for him. He's, he's going to be a really, really good player. Um, and then obviously the big one that everyone keeps talking about is Matt, Matt Scharenberg, who we all know what a star he's going to be. And um, it's just a matter of time before he plays once. Uh, it's certainly an exciting time for the club. Taylor, I don't want to keep you too much longer, um, so I, I will let you go. Uh, I do appreciate you coming on, though. It's 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 been great having you, and, uh, and thanks for being so generous with your time. No worries, guys. Appreciate it. Cheers, Taylor. Have a good day.